Support for this podcast is provided by Candidate ID, an iSIMS company. Candidate ID is an award-winning marketing automation software built for talent acquisition. It enables recruiting teams to hyper-target, best-fit, most engaged candidates with unique lead scoring and automated marketing campaigns. Candidate ID recently joined iSIMS, and together they're redefining recruitment marketing. Visit CandidateID.com to learn more about transforming your talent acquisition strategy. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi there, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 440 of the Recruiting Future podcast. The current challenges talent acquisition teams face are well documented. And on this podcast, we explore the strategies and technologies that TA leaders are using to address them. The one thing that we don't talk enough collectively about as an industry, though, is the considerable effects two years of unprecedented pressure and disruption have had on everyone's mental health. While wellness in general is a big industry topic, there hasn't been much direct conversation on the importance of self-care and strategies to build resilience for talent acquisition leaders and their teams. My guest this week is Ben Gledhill, a talent acquisition leader who's done innovative work for several UK-based organisations. Ben is one of the talent acquisition community's deep thinkers and over the last two years has done a lot of research into the importance of building individual resilience and the role it plays in the effectiveness of talent acquisition strategies. Hi Ben and welcome back to the podcast. Hi Matt, great to be back. An absolute pleasure to have you back on the show. For people who may not have heard some of your previous interviews, could you just introduce yourself and tell everyone what you do? Yeah, hi everybody. So my name is Ben Gladhill, um, formerly the um, VP for TA at World Remit uh, in, in between gigs at the moment. Been in TA since uh, God, geez, 2005 in various uh, formats, which is quite scary. And yeah, just enjoying a little bit of downtime before I uh, start my uh, start my new journey. Fantastic stuff. And there's a few things I wanted to ask you about, but to start off with, talk, talk us through what it's been like to be ahead of TA for the last for the last two years because I think a lot of the content that we that we have out there you know it's about challenges and solving challenges and using technology and strategy and all that kind of stuff but what has it felt like for individuals what's it felt like personally do you know what I think um I think there's probably a couple of ways I can answer this, but I think I'll kind of, you know, I'm probably going to give a little bit of a, an insight how it's been personally, and I think a lot, I think it will resonate with a lot of people. But I think it's just been really, really, really tough. I mean, I think if we kind of take the two year period, obviously that's kind of covering the pandemic um, up until now. You know, there, there are kind of whispers of what's coming around the corner. You know, kind of all the kind of the various factors across the the globe are hinting at a recession. And I think on a, on a real personal level, you know, I, I think it's very safe to say that it's been quite stressful. You know, I know stress, um, they always say, is a kind of silent killer in terms of, you know, it kind of a huge impact on your on your mental health. Um, but I think more than anything, I think people's resilience, both at home and in the workplace, 
Um, it's been really, really, really tested. And I hate to say it, and again, speaking from a personal perspective, um, I think our resilience has been really, really tested in terms of we probably haven't been resilient enough. And I don't think that's um, anybody's uh, fault. I just think, you know, kind of, yeah, pre-2020, um, you know, there were a lot of budgets out there, a lot of kind of uh, hiring growth. And then all of a sudden, the world absolutely changed over the space of two or three weeks. And we were left with a blank canvas, but not in a good way. So, yeah, I, th- I think for me, kind of stress and resilience, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of really, really been uh, brought to the forefront. So I want to dig into and talk about resilience in a, in a second. But before I do, I think it's just important to kind of really flag this up that, that we just really don't talk about mental health and self-care enough in this industry, do we? We don't. And, and do you know what? It, it, I mean, I kind of, you know, I used to, um, you know, play a little bit of rugby back in the day. And obviously, you know, rugby like many sports and other kind of personal avenues, uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk around uh, being kind to yourself. It's okay not to be okay. There's a lot of kind of campaigns um, and kind of social things that, that we've seen. But we, we really, really don't. I mean, it's kind of, you know, if, if you go on LinkedIn, it's all, yeah, the new the new bit of tech that we're seeing, conferences that we're going to, meetups we're attending. I hardly see anybody admitting, saying, do you know what? I'm, I'm not feeling great at the moment. And I think there still is a huge negative connotation about putting your hand up um, above the parapet and saying, do you know what, Matt? I'm really, really not feeling at the moment, whether it's personal, whether it's work. Um, And I think that's really sad. You know, it's 2022. Everybody's probably been affected by mental health or I hate to say suicide in in whatever form. Um, And I think that's I think it's really, really dangerous that still there's not more um, being said and done to really kind of um, raise this, especially in TA, which let's be honest with you, you know, most weeks are a battle sometimes. No, absolutely. I, I I couldn't agree with you more. It's such an important topic and it, it's just so important, I suppose, as an industry to kind of create those safe spaces where people can talk about it. Recently, you put an excellent article up on LinkedIn, sort of digging into digging into resilience. And I, and I thought it was really worth sort of talking to you to kind of share that and, and really sort of get, get your thoughts on it. Talk us through what your kind of findings are or what you sort of put out there about resilience and, and resilience being part of the TA stack? Yeah, well, I kind of, um, I know we always kind of talk about um, stacks quite a lot, whether it's kind of technology or you know, other, other bits and pieces. But over the last kind of um, two years, I have done quite a lot of uh, self-care myself, like a lot of people. Um, but I have read and researched quite a lot about resilience and really how to... Um, build resilience through very kind of tangible activities Um, because as I said you know not not saying that other functions haven't faced it as well but in TA you know one week we're hiring through the hill the next week there's a hiring freeze the week after that we've got to cut our budgets and our teams etc so you know TA being a little bit selfish has probably faced a real kind of rough end of the boot. So a lot of the things that I I kind of um, worked through and kind of read and I've kind of, you know, been put into real, uh, real everyday practice is around building this kind of, I don't know, resilient stack of almost kind of five 
you know, kind of five elements. And, and, and these are things that I've kind of, you know, created myself. I know this is through kind of research and, you know, whether it's kind of, you know, some of the, the, the US colleges or some great kind of uh, psychologists out there. But kind of really five factors that when you add them together, they're actually very tangible and relatable into the world of work. Um, things like self-belief, flexibility, optimism, purpose and control, that when you kind of put them into place. So, for example, I'll pick on self-belief. So we always probably don't give ourselves enough credit in terms of what is the narrative. So I think it's really important kind of, you know, when we talk about self-belief um, and as somebody who has kind of suffered from uh, imposter syndrome in the past, you know, really being able to kind of back yourself and have that ability to change a narrative. And what I mean by that is, you know, when things don't go to plan and when things don't kind of, you know, we walk out the the office or we, we, we shut down the, the kind of the Zoom call and like, do you know what it's really really not happening for whatever reason at the moment you know being able to really back yourself through that kind of thick and thin um, period um, and being able to kind of project an air of confidence in yourself that other people kind of hitch on to I think it's really really important um, and I think another one that I'll kind of pick up is flexibility and I think you know flexibility is a huge huge staple of being resilient you know I know that we have our one year two year three year plans but let's be honest with you I think most TA leads at the moment it's probably week by week or month by month so I think you know having that resilience to be able to quickly change paths in terms of you know catching those kind of curveballs and being able to really adapt I know a lot of people always say that, you know, you should be like a good swan in terms of above the water, seems very calm, but under the water, the kind of legs are going kind of 10 to the dozen. But really being able to kind of adapt um, to sudden change, I think is one of the, it's one of the greatest traits as a leader. You know, obviously this is uh, the day after, um, you know, the day after that the Premier League got, um, you know, uh, got sought on, on the final day. But, you know, Pep Guardiola yesterday, you know, Manchester City losing 2-0. All of a sudden, they bring on substitutions in quite a calm measure. He's still kind of, you know, giving out instructions. But you can see there, he illustrated really strong flexibility in terms of, right, okay, the situation isn't going the way they want it to. I have to do something quick. But more importantly, I have to illustrate a level of I can adapt to change and I can adapt to change well. Because I know personally... You know, one of the hardest things that really tests resilience is, you know, really sudden change. So, you know, for example, first three months at Thames Water, we had to create a virtual hiring strategy like many others did. So, yeah, I think, you know, so self-belief and flexibility for me are two, two key ones, really. I think what's interesting, and for those of you who don't follow the English Premier League, the sort of weekend we were recording this, it was the, the last game of the season, the very, very, very tense between Man City and Liverpool about who was going to win. The Man City manager, cool head, got his team through it. But what was really interesting, I thought, felt was they won and he burst into tears. He was overcome with emotion and wasn't afraid to to show that. No, and I and do you know what? That's that's another that's another thing that I've really kind of not come to terms with, but really kind of invested a lot of time in, in terms of uh, self-compassion and, and self-care. You know, going back to what I said a while ago, you know, that's why it's really, really important to kind of change the narrative sometime. And it's even, you know, it can even be a case of 
writing down what has actually happened in your head that is negative to actually visualise, well, do you know what? This isn't actually as bad as it may seem. But I think, you know, kind of self-compassion, being kind to yourself, you know, opening the taps sometimes when, you know, you're feeling quite emotional and just being mindful of, you know, every day, you know, a a lot of people say some some days a win, some days a loss or some days a draws. You know, you're not going to win every day. So I think in terms of, you know, remembering that you're probably not the only one that is struggling or suffering or, you know, maybe your resilience is not where it wants to be. Being quite mindful um, in terms of, do you know what, today I'm hurting or today I'm a little bit under the cosh. And then being kind to yourself in terms of, you know what, today I'm switching the laptop off at five o'clock and I'm going for a walk, I'm going to the gym, I'm painting, I'm doing whatever is my kind of my escape because I just think you know, we're really, really harsh on ourselves. And I think in terms of optimism, which again, I kind of discussed a little bit in the kind of blog that you mentioned, you know, I think it's really important that, you know, sometimes we admit there's, that we're going to be a little bit negative, but we don't let it, we don't let that derail us too much, you know. So, yeah, I, th- I think it's really, really kind of important to just remember that at the end of the day, we're not robots, we're, we're, we're human beings, I guess. A quick message from our sponsor, Winolo. Hi everyone, I want to tell you about Winolo. That's W-O-N-O-L-O. Winolo stands for Work Now Locally. Winolo enables businesses to find quality workers for on-demand, seasonal, short-term and long-term work. Ditch the bulky paperwork and interview process and use Winolo to find quality workers fast and get work done even faster. With flexible workers and no platform fees, you can save on operating costs, meet demand and maximise earnings with ease. Winolo is available in over 100 markets, including Chicago, Dallas, Atlanta, New York and Seattle. Get workers who are ready to work and spend less time finding them with Winolo. Go to www.winolo.com pod. That's www dot w o n o l o dot com slash pod and take the stress out of finding workers the other two things that you talk about in the article are purpose and control to talk talk us through those two yeah so the the kind of purpose element I think again this this really came through during the pandemic and I think it's going to come quite a lot in the next kind of six to 12 to 18 months in terms of you know as as ta we're always going to get pulled um in many many different kind of directions and we know as well as me finance are way more important than tech tech's way more important than sales and sales is way more important you know well, yeah, every vacancy or every project or program is, is way more, high, more important than the, than the rest but i just think you know it's really essential to have a really clear purpose and direction in terms of being a leader, in terms of, you know, this is what I know we need to do. This is the way that I want it to work with my team. And this is how we're going to achieve it. Because again, I think all good leaders, and you've just mentioned it, you know, I just mentioned it again there, and all the good leaders I know, whether in TA or wider kind of fields, they they give off this confidence in terms of 
their plan and how robust it is, but how adaptable to change it is. And whatever's going to happen, we, we have this path and you can kind of, you know, you can lead, you can follow me, I will lead you, we will kind of go on this journey together. So I just think it's really important to kind of, you know, improve resilience by having that very, very clear purpose. And you know what? The purpose may be really simple. The purpose may be we will just fill vacancies or the purpose will be we're going to transform. But just having that very clear mindset on what you want to achieve and not letting that be derailed in terms of, you know, kind of people kind of chipping in uh, with scope creep, et cetera. I just, excuse me, I just find that's really, really important um, because, you know, I think, again, as a, as a leader, if you want to not only be resilient but give of resilience, you need to show that you have a good level of uh, purpose and, and control, really. Absolutely. And I suppose just to kind of round this off, I mean, what would your overall advice be to people in terms of building their resilience in the context of, you know, all the craziness that we're seeing in talent acquisition at the moment? Yeah, do you know what? I mean, it's um, it's a really, really tough one to answer, but hopefully I've got a few kind of bits and pieces. I think, you know, reading and researching and kind of doing some kind of self-coaching on resilience has, has really, really, really kind of helped me. And I think, you know, I, I think I think the first one is what we've already mentioned in terms of, you know, look to change the narrative in terms of don't always look for bad in, in, in what you think is happening, you know, um, you know, whether it's keeping um, a diary or a journal, just in terms of being able to put your thoughts down and kind of recap them and just kind of being able to kind of say, well, actually, do you know what? This has happened and that's happened. Actually, the, the narrative is not as bad um, as I as I thought it would be. So I, I think that I think that's a that, that, that's a key one. I think one thing that I've started to well, I did years and years ago to kind of look at my imposter syndrome. What was face your fears? So I started speaking and going on podcasts, and I think Matt, one of the first podcasts I actually did was for yourself. So you know, if there is something that you think is holding you back. You know, everybody has their fears, so don't be scared to kind of, you know, slowly uh, expose yourself to something that might put a little bit of fear into you in terms of, you know, kind of getting uh, getting to grips with that. We've already discussed uh, self-care and being kind to yourself. So, you know, I'm hearing and seeing a lot more people now doing things like meditation, other kind of activities that really kind of just give you a little bit of solace and quiet time. But I think the over, I think the overarching one is, um, you know, really, really creating an area of forgiveness around yourself. You know, um, you know, grudges are really, really tiring. Negativity is even more tiring. And I think the real kind of key um, to building good resilience is, you know, being able to say, yeah, do you know what? Today hasn't gone as well as it could do, but um, these things did go well. So I'm going to carry those into tomorrow. Um, forgive yourself um, if things don't go slightly to plan. So you'll have that kind of that, 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 that flexibility. Forgive yourself, certainly, if you need to ask for help, which I still think um, people just do not ask for help enough. And, you know, give, you, give yourself a little bit of slack, you know, when the days when, you know, we do have a little bit of a, a little bit of a meltdown and a little bit of, oh my God, the other world is coming to an end, so to speak. You know, that, that's when it's really, really important to kind of 
show a little bit of control, maybe just kind of remember that there's, you know, that there's other things that could certainly go wrong. Um, and then you kind of come back for, for another day. Because as I said, I don't think resilience is something that you can kind of get the certificate on. I think day by day, week on week, you know, um, it gets stronger. Um, you kind of build that experience. And, you know, hopefully there's some kind of TA leaders out there that this will certainly resonate and hopefully help them to, uh, yeah, to kind of cultivate it in the way that I have. Absolutely. And it's it's so great that you're, you know, that you're talking about this because I'm sure it'll be of tremendous help to lots of people. A couple of final questions before we finish. Uh, first of all, obviously, one of the the dominant narratives, if you like, of the last few years has been the absolute kind of explosion of, of technology and technology innovation in talent acquisition. Is that a help or a hindrance when it comes to, um, you know, when it comes to resilience and mental health? Um, I mean, it's a, it's a real tough one, is it? Because it's kind of, I think there's a lot of unnecessary pressure you know, I know when I first started in TA, you know, what, what were the main bits of technology that was out there? You know, there was an ATS, there was a CRM. You could get some cool assessment technology, whereas now there are so many kind of solutions out there. So I, I think for me, I think any technology solution that can aid both yourself as a leader and your team, I think that's going to help. But I also do think there's a, as I said, there's an unnecessary amount of you must get this or you must get that. I know, I, I think for me, um, any engagement or comms platform is really, really important as a, as, as a team and being a little bit more straight and direct in regards to general TA I think any any solution that's going to add real ROI and value is always going to be really really important. But for me, as I've always said, I think it's I think it's the basics. I think I think getting too mixed up in kind of tech solutions can actually add more of a, a bigger burden. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. As a final question, you sort of mentioned at the start that with the markets and everything that's going on in global economies, it looks like things are going to change again. But I think it's very uncertain in terms of what's actually going to happen from a TA perspective. What are you seeing from the the markets that you've been working in and the organisations that you've been speaking to? I think there's a lot of fear and uncertainty. I, I think everybody is a little bit kind of just um, creeping around the corner in terms of trying to, you know, predict, forecast, analyse what, what's what's going to happen. Um, I know there's a few organisations and a few sectors that we've seen over the past week that have put, whether it's, uh, you know, kind of a period hiring freeze or an indefinite hiring freeze, we're seeing that a lot of the tech companies might be might be slowing down hiring. You know, there's there's kind of conversations around whether PE backed businesses um, may may struggle. I think as a as a TA leader, I think the the biggest thing that we can kind of do is make sure that our house is in order. So in terms of budgetary control, make sure that everything that we're doing does have that have the ROI. In terms of a of a headcount perspective, make sure that everyone's optimised um, and and delivering um, as much as they theoretically can in what is a very 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 difficult hiring market. 
And I think one thing that we don't probably do enough, especially in times like this, is really collaborate and liaise with other functions, you know, whether it's finance, sales, wider business in terms of, you know, if there is a slowdown, as we saw through the pandemic, you know, what other activities can TA add, you know, whether it's talent intelligence, um, whether it's sporting wide initiatives such as intermobility. I do think, you know, if you look at the events in the Ukraine, um, the slowdown in natural um, resources and kind of um, materials, FMCG, you know, I think it's going to be yeah, quite, a, quite a testing run up to the, uh, the end of the year and the start of the next one. Ben, thank you very much for talking to me. Cheers, Matt. My thanks to Ben. You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts, on Spotify or via your podcasting app of choice. Please also follow the show on Instagram. You can find us by searching for Recruiting Future. You can search all the past episodes at recruitingfuture.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to the mailing list to get the inside track about everything that's coming up on the show. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next time and I hope you'll join me. This is my show. Thank you.